There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. The choice of a lawyer is important and shouldn't be based on an ad. If you're seriously hurt in an accident, you'll want all the money you deserve. That's called justice. But there wouldn't be lawyers if justice was easy. No, justice is not easy. It's fought for and it's won. At Brown and Crouppen, we fight for justice every day. If you want some, call 222-2222. Because at Brown and Crouppen, justice is our business. Rise and shine, St. Louis. It's the Brown and Crouppen Morning After on KPN-TFM HD2, Collinsville, St. Louis. At the Morning After STL on YouTube and on TMASTL.com with Tim McKernan, Doug Vaughn, Iggy Strode, The Plowboy, and Action Jackson. 707 in St. Louis. You're listening to the Morning After. It's a program presented to you by Brown and Crouppen. Timothy Michael McKernan. Jackson Burkett sitting in for the vacationing. Douglas Elvin Vaughn, Kenneth Igestro, the Plowhawk, and KG and O-Town is in the Fox C6 Sekman Studios. Rockwood? Yeah, we'll go with C6. Rockabye, Sean Mullins, 1998, 99. I mean, it's, it's one of the two. You can give me either what one. What song matter. is that? Sean Mullins. pull that up, Plowhawk. I don't know if it'll resonate with you because you were probably a tyke boy. Uh, I have it in my head. Is everything's going to be all right. Oh, you, rec- you recognize oh. it. 98. Oh, yeah, there man. you go. Yeah, dude. Okay, I was hoping that was the song in my head. Well, that's the lead today. You can text in your thoughts on with the uh, Jeff Lottman. Compass Realty text inbox, J-E-F-F-L-O-T-T-M-A-N-N.com. Looking to buy or sell a house? Go to JeffLottman.com. He's with Compass Realty, the sponsor of the text inbox, 314-881-TMA5. And you're welcome to email in for our design, air, heating, and cooling email today, the morning after. At InsideSTL.com, Jim Dandy of a battle. What a leaderboard it is. Buck Swope and Calcified Ear tied at the top of the leaderboard as we get things underway here. In the Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. And uh, before I even get into it, is it fair to say I'm the only one who watched the Blues game? I saw the end of it. You were up at midnight? No, no, no. I woke up this morning and saw the end of it. You got up at midnight. No. No, I woke up this morning about 5 a.m. and watched from about midway through the third period to the end. Really? Skipping a lot. Doing a lot of skipping. Wow. A lot of dead time in hockey. Wow. So I saw... What was that about? Well, I Did saw... somebody come by, like one of the Bloom Party listers come by and <laughs> threaten you? Well, Tommy I... called him in his office. We need you to watch yeah, more Tom. blues. I, al- <laughs> I always... Uh, start my morning off right. I started off by inspiring myself from all the masses by reading Twitter. Oh, my God. I I, I thought that was going to be a sincere, like, here's what Jackson does early in the morning. Like, you read some kind of prose to set your mind right, but instead you read Twitter. Right, right, just to to burn my mind. absolutely. And uh, I saw... Some of the great philosophers of the 21st century. That's right. Hide behind anonymous names in Scripture. Wordsmiths, really. And I, uh, I saw that the Blues won in dramatic fashion. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll probably check out what happened. And oh, you know what? What? Good payoff. I enjoyed that. It was indeed. That, that was exciting. That was Pollock, I exciting. assume you're a no. Iggy, I assume you're a no. No. 
I like the Illinois game. ILL. 60% from three, I do believe, Northwestern. It lights out. Congrats. No, I didn't. I did see Shen's game winner, though, via Twitter, because that's no. how I start my morning as well. Really? Hey, do you start no. your morning via Twitter? What do you start your morning no, with? No, I start my morning with uh, checking Facebook messages. You have a bunch of them? Man, I, I don't check Twitter. Usually every morning I have a few. Do you really? Like, like, what do you say, over-under daily? Two and a half? Three and a half? On DMs? Yeah. Over-under for the entire day? When you wake up in the morning, oh. what's waiting for you? Uh, over two. Usually two to three. Man, I Same not... people? No, different people. Wow. Just asking me questions or I enjoy the show or I liked your reel or asking me questions. How do you make a Caesar salad? And <laughs> things like just normal stuff. I mean, I go to Twitter. I, I know. I also coming. go to Twitter. That's the only reason I know Harbaugh signed with the Chargers. Right. And that's about it. Then I just play my golf rival and bingo blitz. Bingo Blitz. Well, I got to play Bingo Blitz to get more gems for Golf Rival. Man. That's a process. It is a process. They got a new thing now. If you want more gems, you can download all these apps and play games, and we'll give you gems. If you want this life, you know, it's not too hard to get it. It's an exciting one, yeah. (laughs) No, no, I was watching Gold Rush. I didn't see the Blues game. Uh, We have a new text name in here. I have a feeling this might have been somebody who was just blocked. Um, And to get blocked in the Hubbard text inbox... I think only one. Is that what I was about to say? And it's because they just it was kept that sending... big racist? No, I think they, it was just some bot that kept sending, for over. kept sending in Russian. Big racist is still over on Cavanaugh. Like Russian paragraphs, like paragraphs in <laughs> Russian. And I, I was like, all right, well, in. that'll do it. Back to you, Steve. Oh, you don't have a process to let people in the text inbox. What do you mean? Like a filter? Yeah. No, that would, That's be, a, that would be a hell of a job. Like the fan right. page, you just... Let anybody in? Nope, that is absolutely not the case. If anything, uh, it might be we easier stopped. to get into St. Louis <laughs> Country Club than it is to get in the fan page just because there's very little upside. No, in. I meant it's you don't let just anybody in the fan page, but anybody can get in the text inbox. Yes. Correct. You can just okay. text in, 314-881-TMA5. But my theory here is this gentleman calling himself Iggy's Coat Trader, who has sent in a couple of texts already this morning, maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, just because he sent in... Looks like about 10 to 12 texts since Tuesday calling himself a new listener. That's not really... I'm just telling you my reads. Sometimes I'm right, most of the time. Sometimes I'm wrong. But anyway, newish listener and heard the segment on the skeleton of the mother who stopped by the station to show her feet while her little tykes were in the car. (laughs) Truly astonishing. Plowhawk, that's in the uh, skeleton. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And she walked out with uh, porn. (laughs) I believe so. So she stopped by the station to pick up pornography? There had to be some other prize. Yeah, feet. I think we gave her something for the feet, too. Right, but she had to get, like, that's what I'm saying. She had to have gotten, like, like a couple hundred dollars or something. Yeah. There had to be something, like an autograph or some cardinal tickets when they're in the that's playoffs. That's why left the kid in the car? Right. Yeah. There, there had to be. She wasn't coming by because she like wanted to watch the new porn DVD that Iggy had at his desk. Ah, uh, just a slice of suburban life. I think she won. <laughs> but I got to tell you something. It would have been really hot if that were the case. Yeah, that's sporting. I mean, yeah. I think we gave her cash, but then I also gave her porn. Just as like a little little cherry on top. Yeah, she might have got some Tupperware or something. We used right. to have this oh, thing. Man, what a gift. Wicker. What a gift. Well, we used to have this thing called, uh, we called it the Tuesday Prize Pack. Back in the day, uh, there's this company that would send you weekly things to give away. You just had to give them promotion. Like if it was, uh, you know, 15 boxes of cereal, you'd have to say. And General Mills has a special this week, so you have to do that stuff. 
but we'd never do that. And we just, we'd nice. get good, it. Good all, faith effort. All of us back in the producer's pit would just divvy up what we got. One week it was $50, five $50 gift cards to Walmart. God, we went hog wild. But I think she'd won something, so... I just said, go back on my drawer. I think I have some Tupperware back there with some porn. Would you give her like twenty-one fifty on a Walmart gift card that was left? No, we didn't give her the gift card. We gave her some other stuff. We didn't like it. We just like put it in a little area over there, like Tupperware and kitchen gadgets, stuff like that. Tim, Iggy, do you check Twitter every morning when you wake up? Iggy, some over-embellished story about Facebook messages then. I checked Twitter. That's the only way I knew about Jim Bowlingbaugh. Got the San Diego Chargers job. Perfect. That's from Brian Hench from Show Observer. Sure I said Harbaugh, and I said the Chargers. If I said San Diego, I don't care. They live in Los <laughs> Angeles. I still call them San Diego. I don't care. Even though they changed their name, I'll still say Oakland Raiders. Nice. Look at that. Defiant. The defiant ones. Uh, Dr. Dre. Jackson, I assume good. Yeah, the Jimmy Iovine yeah. and Dr. Dre. That was really good. Yeah, okay. I'm not really a documentary guy, but that one's great. You're not a documentary guy. Boy, that's off-brand. Oh, not enti- like, not entirely. You getting up and reading Twitter, off-brand. Yeah. You're not being a documentary guy, <coughs> off-brand. I'm these, big are fic- both, these are both curveballs. Yeah. I'm big fiction. I'm a big fiction How guy. about you? Uh, I'm giving up for social media for Lent, and I'm kind of excited about it. That's from the Hunchback of On Castle. I mean, why not just do it now? Here's about Lent. All due respect. Isn't a text line kind of social media? No, no. I, don't th- I don't view it that way because it's a private exchange. Okay. And, uh, and and nobody's like, hey, this is, you know, Jim Cavanaugh on Worldwide Technology with my thoughts on the blues game. You know what I mean? It's, it's like they're, they're nom to plum. Uh, and uh, KG and O-Town, did you watch? I did not. Okay. So I, before, because yesterday I talked about the Flames game and I felt like I was doing NPR. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. But I do think, which is totally fine, you know, the show really isn't a sports program, but I do think for those who watched it, and considering we are in St. Louis, that was a hell of a win. And if you would have given odds for the Blues winning back-to-back games against Flames are one thing, but the Canucks, who are one of the best teams in their back-to-back nights, Canucks had been rested for a few days, um, my God, I, I don't know what that would have paid. I'd be curious what that would have paid. I think it would have been close to plus a thousand. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about getting goals. I'm talking about money line. That would have been a you know nice payoff, and they got them, and they really dominated early on too, which is kind of the opposite you would have thought coming off a night before win. But they uh, had a two nothing lead, could have been bigger, but uh, at the same time, uh, Joel Hofer had some big saves for the Blues and uh, kept them out of the net until the Canucks broke through. Then, with about 55 seconds left, Vancouver, when it was a 3-1 game, they had come back to make it 3-2, and then they tied it 6-on-5 uh, and uh, went to overtime. And I'm thinking, God, that's a bad break. At least they're still going to get a point. Um, and then Braden Shen, perhaps a break for the Blues and the crappy call that went, uh, that was not called in that Bruins overtime nearly two weeks ago, I guess 12 days ago. This one was not called against the Blues. Uh, Elias Pettersson went down, thought it could have been interference, was not called, totally away from the puck, right in front of the official. And then Shen gets the goal uh, as the Blues pick up two points in Vancouver, one of the best teams in the league, and now sit one point out of a playoff spot. They go from 12th place in the West when the puck dropped against Calgary uh, less than 48 hours ago to ninth place and a point back with games in hand. 
as well. They'll play the Kraken tomorrow, then at home against the Kings, take on Columbus, and then you have the All-Star break. But this was a hell of an outcome. I realize it was super late, but I do think a good portion of the audience was watching it. Uh, Plowhawk, what sound do we have? We have the goals. We have the We have the goal call. We have Shen's goal. We have Bannister and Shen also talking post-game as well. All right. This probably took place at around 11.45 last night in St. Louis. Here is the overtime goal. Calls this Kerber? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, Jackson with number one. Shen then takes it over the line. Kuzmenko stripped it on him. Here comes Patterson into the blue zone on Letty. Then Shen knocked it away. Letty's going to get it back. Skated ahead. Two on one with Shen. Letty in. Looking. Letty running out of room. Patterson falls down in front of the net. Blues get it to Shen. He scores! The St. Louis Blues win! Bring out the Zamboni! The captain buries the game winner for the Blues! How about uh, Cam? Cam was on the call with Kerber, and Cam was kind of doing the Will Ferrell, Kenny Powers. Woo! Yeah. Fell down. Very, very obscure reference from about 12 years ago, but uh, if you know it, you appreciate it. Yeah. You're you're about to do a little breakdown of this. He didn't fall down. That's what I'm saying. Like, falling down in front of the net is nice. I mean, obviously, it's bang, bang, but... I. I don't know much All about hell the was sport. Bra- I mean, it, it reminded me of. I mean, it, I thought the thing that wasn't called against Robert Thomas, uh, Bruins was like, holy crap! I can't believe that. And then about four seconds later, the Bruins win the game. This was about two and a half seconds after fans in Vancouver start booing that there was no call. Pedersen immediately looks at the official after uh, Shen buries that and is like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Uh, so the Blues got it back, as far, from my standpoint, because they lost a point against the Bruins, and they may have gained a point here against the uh, Canucks. Here is uh, your post-game reaction, uh, Braden Shen, on his overtime goal. With the way that we're calling cross-stress tonight, were we surprised there was no call? I didn't. Th- I th- when I scored on the first one, I didn't think that one was. And probably on the flip side, I don't, I, like I said, I haven't even seen the replay yet, but uh, maybe that one could have been. So there was some cross checks uh, going on. There, like I said, those are two solid refs that uh, have been around the league for a long time, and uh, they call the game uh, differently um, each and every night. And like I said, uh, both refs give me the benefit of the doubt on uh, on that goal. Yeah. And uh, hey, God bless for acknowledging it, because that certainly could have been cross-check it was totally away from the puck but it was right in front of the official how the thomas thing wasn't called is beyond me and i think you can make a case that that was the same thing uh here is drew bannister these boys have been playing against some good teams since right around christmas and they have competed i mean they've beaten the canucks they win the season series against the canucks now and uh, they've also played some of the top teams in the league and they've been right there with them i mean if you're looking at the uh, leaders in each division really could have, as we made reference to, slash should have beaten the Bruins in St. Louis two Saturdays ago, beat the Rangers when Cairo had a huge night with his hat trick, uh, and then there's the Canucks, the Pacific Division leaders. So the Blues are making a tour of the better teams in the league, and I say that's relevant, number one, because it gives fans hope, uh, number two, because... This was the exact time of the year last year that the organization was determining what to do with O'Reilly, Tarasenko, to a lesser extent, Barbashev. It was this stretch of home games that began with uh, about maybe January 12th. And I think they lost like 7 of 9 or 5 of 7 or something like that. And at that point, you knew they were pulling the plug and that was going to be the end of O'Reilly. 
uh, and Tarasenko in St. Louis, and eventually Barbashev, all being relevant because this year they're going to have a decision to make. Trade deadline's still a good ways away. It's March 8th. But if this team is in the mix, in particular, I think Buchnevich, uh, also known as Bruce Nevich, if he were to be traded, and you also get the emergence of Joel Hofer, who had a hell of a performance last night, and instead of going in the tank against some of the best teams in the league, the Blues have actually surged against some of the best teams in the league here since around Christmas, and now sit a point back of a playoff spot as they are one back of the Nashville Predators, the Predators having played 47 games, Blues having played 46, and then the L.A. Kings, who they play on Sunday in St. Louis, uh, are only uh, three points ahead of them. So those are the two wildcard leaders in the Western Conference. The Blues are surging in 24 versus essentially being out of business at this exact time, January of 2023. And then... Uh, you know, from a Drew Brannister, is he going to be the head coach standpoint? I also think this is something to keep an eye on because he's got his guys playing well against these teams. And then finally, if the Blues are in the playoffs, they're not likely anyway going to be one of the top three teams in the Central. So what does that mean? They're going to be playing one of the top teams in the Western Conference right out of the gate. Jets, Avalanche, Stars, they're all super close in the Central, or the Canucks or Golden Knights. And so if they can compete against the top teams like they're showing they're doing that, beating the butt asses, perhaps that gives Doug Armstrong and fans reason to think, okay, you know, get in and maybe they can make a surprising run. Uh, so with that all said, here's what uh, Bannister had to say. I thought our guys competed hard. Um, you know, we weathered the storm early on in the first period, and then I thought, you know, the last 10 minutes of the first, we were by far the better team, no question about that. Um, you know, did, didn't get ourselves into trouble in the second period, but we got caught out on some icings that, you know, forced us to have to be a little bit tired defending. But I thought, thought our guys did a great job. Like we were collapsing, our sticks were on, you know, on, on rail here tonight to break up a lot of their, you know, plays through the slot line. Um, you know, big kill at the end of the third. You know, they end up getting a bounce there on, on a couple of the goals, but you know. We played last night. We've had two travel. They've been sitting here for two or three days, you know, rested. So it's a heck of a win from, from our guys. We showed a lot of character tonight. There you go, Drew Bannister. On the thoughts, they get the, most likely a day off today or an optional skate, then play Seattle tomorrow before coming home. Again, Kings matinee on Sunday. A lot of early sports because they don't want to go up against the AFC-NFC championship games. So uh, the Blues will take on the Kings during the day. Then you can settle in for the Chiefs and Ravens and Lions and 49ers. Got the uh, Tory Pines festivities on Saturday. Just settle in. Just settle in. Well, yeah, that uh, in overtime, <clears throat> uh, Joel Hofer made a save on the breakaway. With a glove save right there on the breakaway. Yeah, he was doing a little uh, Statue of Liberty last night, I noticed, once he got some confidence. That was unbelievable. That he had a few of those, yeah. He threw it right back into the fray, it seemed like, and that was maybe not his best move. But that's like, I feel like a game like that, you start Hofer and you're just like, all right, give Benner a night off. We're playing one of the best teams. Blues, I think, well, I mean, Vancouver was minus 210. I know that. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean the Blues were plus 210. But, uh, I mean, that just gives you an indication of how likely. I mean, God, I bet there I don't know. Maybe there were some people who were kind of sharp and going, yeah, the Blues might have some value right here. But, God, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have bet the Blues feeling confident. You kind of just write that one off. You go, okay, you got the two points in Calgary. Might not have deserved those considering where things were in the second period. And you're playing the best team in the West here out of the gate. Back-to-back nights in their building. They've been sitting around. Yeah. Hey, 
you know, maybe steal a point somehow and get it to overtime. But right. instead, they really outplayed them like crazy. That could have been a much bigger lead. Yeah, it's not a game that like makes you like, oh, Bannister's gonna should be the next head coach. But if you're filing wins to ba- build there a resume, a of those, man. Yeah, if you're building a resume for them, this and the Calgary game back to back, that's certainly one you file in there in the pro category. Uh, just to give an example for the purpose of uh, what Jackson is making reference to. Uh, beating the Florida Panthers on the road, beating the Stars in St. Louis, really were right there, uh, lost with about four minutes left against the Avalanche in St. Louis, beat the Canucks in St. Louis, and then uh, what we were just talking about with the Rangers, the Bruins, picking up a point, probably should have had it based on the officiating, and then uh, what you've seen here last night against the Canucks. So there it is, and uh, the Blues now will try to make it a 3-0, and six-point road trip tomorrow night against the Seattle Kraken. You are welcome to give your thoughts, 314-881-TMA5. You are welcome to call in, 636-9004-TMA. You're also welcome to email in for our design air, heating and cooling email the day, the morning after, at inside stl.com. It's presented to you by Design Air Heating and Cooling, the official HVAC provider of TMAN, the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Uh, online at designairservice.com. Iggy's a client, Doug's a client, I'm a client. Why don't you become a client as well and work with Seth Goldcamp and his staff uh, who have been sponsors of this show now for, I think it's eight years, maybe nine years. Anytime you're running any issues with your furnace during the winter, designairservice.com and they will be out there super quickly. It's Design Air Heating and Cooling, official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Yesterday on QFTA, which was titled Origins of the Email of the Day, which I had never really thought about until this question, someone, I think it might have been Dogtown Ty, if I'm not mistaken, it was asked about how that all came to be and its evolution and so on and so forth. And my, my recollection was that I started reading emails when I was working with Frank Cusimano on the press box. I was his Andy Richter in 2003. And my logic was you want to bring, you know, callers. You remember this. I mean, it was like the same five people who would call, but they were like serious about sports on KFNS, especially back then. It's probably even less now, you know, just because people don't call in. No, nobody calls in. They text in. Right. But then, of course, texting wasn't around. And so having listened to the Jim Rome show, I'm like, oh, emails is how he brings more people to the table. And so we started doing emails. Frank was amused by by them. And then we carried that over to the morning grind. But I wasn't sure when we started it. Um, and I asked producer Joe if he recalled. It turns out, this was a big surprise, that producer Joe has his rundowns from 2004. Jeez. Including <laughs> his very first day, which was August 9th. 2004 and uh and he sent that over to me and in the third segment we had the email of the day so therefore we believe the email of the day has been with us for all 20 years of this particular radio presentation Did you ever clean out his computer i don't know what he's got and then as was made observed if you look at it and you got to really be looking at it kind of like the ghost in three men and a baby but that turns out that's a ted dance and cardboard cutout spoiler alert you can see the shadow of leanne tweeden's phone number in 2004 because joe was trying to get her on the program and if memory serves we did get her on the show nice yeah 
Nice. I think she was in St. Louis for some reason or another. That was probably after I had her on straight to the web. <clears throat> you think that's what it was? I got her Getting on my, I'm going to keep my phone ready because I have a feeling I might get a text. Well, let me swope and find. Yeah, whatever year she was in Playboy. If she was in Playboy after that, then I got her on after. But I got her on oh, when she was in Playboy. Maybe Swope can find that clip where I said, what a day I'm having. I'm sitting here talking sports and looking at a naked picture of Leanne Twee, and she goes, woohoo, what a day. So there you go. Wonderful. Another, <laughs> did I hear nice. a wonder who was the one? Was that, like, was that you, Plowhawk? I was just slurping on a code red. Clip <laughs> <laughs> that off. Another, this is from Dotum, another fun tidbit about email a day is that the standings only became a thing seven or eight years ago. Yeah, I do remember that. Is that right? I remember it, would be, it was like a thing that you guys were going to start tallying up for the month. And then I think probably because the email of the month got sponsored of some sort of prize for it. And so these guys started tallying it up and it's stayed true ever were, to this day. Were the early emails, like when you read on Frank, were they legitimate yes, sports emails? Absolutely. And when did they get dirty? Occasionally they'd sometimes be like like what they are now. Not, not to this level, but like off color, I guess, for lack of a better term. And obviously I think anybody listening to this um, is familiar with Frank. So the fact that Frank and I even did a show together probably blows people's minds. Great management. <laughs> but but uh, Frank would go, huh, okay. And then he'd go to the phone lines, Arnold, save us. <laughs> <laughs> and so I recall, like, my mom going, yeah, I wouldn't mind if, because you know, we were talking about the, the new show, which was Martin the Cat and myself. She goes, yeah, Frank, like calls out how weird you are, but he doesn't do it to be mean. He's just uncomfortable with how weird you are. So maybe it'll be better when you're working with Martin and the cat that it won't be so obvious how weird you are. And I go, ah, I got some good observation, Mom. I don't think she's listened to the show ever, but now that I make that uh, recollection. So we would get some that would be a little off-color, but the, they became, the theme became, I believe, Prod Joe's choice in uh, sexual partners for the, the initial... Then it became the listeners flirting with Doug, and I believe the current focal point is you. That's that's the evolution that I would say, and maybe I'm missing some. I think you're right. Th- I remember they it used was to be all, all, they all about, about producer Joe. Yeah, and then they all used to be about wanting to have sex with Doug. That's correct. That started around two. Sending us naked video of males. Okay. You got pith text line. <laughs> Oh. I remember the the sad era of the emails where the chippity bop bop ba one of that was that was what one gentleman was uh, that was his thing and that was when we first started tallying because that dude ended up winning <laughs> the, the email of the month that people were listeners were pick the the emails were stupid he just ended with chippity bop bop ba and Charlie was in a lot because it was during <laughs> Cardinal season and that was always yeah. an automatic Charlie vote is that the Whistler the Whistler Ooh, that's right yeah. nicely done KG you know yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a list of all the email because there, there's some legends that I'm sure we've forgotten about. Oh my God! I mean, the days of Misty rest in peace. Mike in South City. Yeah, the days Rat of those guys jail. are over. Now we got this new crop Uh-oh. of crap. Oh no! Oh, I like it. This Iggy, new keep crop going. Of crap. Keep going. No, I would I would say the last uh, few weeks we've had some good ones. That's a pretty good leaderboard there. Um, but Kevin Miller's come out of nowhere. Kevin Miller's uh, email. Yeah, I think he went to an email camp. Are actually winning. God, you know. <laughs> well, he seminar, like a three-day <laughs> seminar at Lindenwood. Yeah. You have to find your niche, and his niche is uh, right. my brother Skip and his uncle Bill or whatever. It's the same guy every day. But, yeah, you got Tommy Trivin giving like an hour-long session. Drivens. 
I remember the first email I ever sent in. You guys were at spring training, and it had something about a dung beetle, and you read it right as Bill DeWitt walked that, by. That, 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 sir, is a 100% accurate recollection. And that was the first time I ever communicated with the show. I, uh, I think my back was turned, but Doug and the cat were, like, facing where he was walking toward the Cardinal Clubhouse, and I'm reading an email about a dung beetle. <laughs> and there goes the chairman of the Cardinals, like, two feet away as I'm, as I'm reading it. Still don't know how in the world we got that picnic table for 15 years there. That is a, uh, a minor miracle. Uh, why do the producers of the show often ask the listeners to pull historical moments from the show? Isn't that part of the producer's job description? That's from the Warson Woods Wacko. Well, I'm not a producer, so I asked Swope him. <laughs> I mean, he, sends a, he tends to send everything in. And I'm uh, going to be up front with you. I don't care enough about this particular topic. It's a fun topic. I don't care enough to go deep diving for 8, 10, 12 hours from emails from well, you wouldn't find 4 it. and 5. You yeah, it would be hard. I mean, even if you could find the segments, it would be hard. I enough. think they're talking about the Leanne tweet, and I said maybe Swope can find her. Oh, interview. I have no idea where that's a straight to the can. web. And he has a tendency to be able to find these straight to the webs, even though I can't find them anywhere. Um a lot of them are back on the computer somewhere. But Leanne Tweeden was way back in the Greg Marisek 590 days, which we have nothing saved from them. Unless yeah, it's I don't, TMA. Joe has a few, like, CDs of segments that he has given me from, from that time period, like the Morning Grind in particular. Probably some Ask Tonys. I think they might have made... Are Ask not, Tonys in the skeleton? Yes. They are. 100%. How great is that? Well, it's one of my favorite it's, segments of all time. It is brilliance. It's unbelievable. It's, br- it's like brilliance that would be appreciated beyond St. Louis. Even I mean, I wish I saved Tony everything. Tony isn't like a national... What's that? I wish we'd saved everything. I mean, I wish I saved all my interviews. I wish there were fairways and greens saved. I have one tape at home, a cassette tape at home, that has one fairway and green on it. And it's my favorite because we had this doctor on. There was some, we were having a, there were a charity golf tournament to promote uh, prostate cancer. And we had the doctor on talking about it. And Jay goes, uh, Doc, you never, you never hear about women getting prostate cancer. He goes, well, that's because they don't have a prostate. He goes, no, so much for that. <laughs> Trumps. <laughs> and then you just transitioned. I say because it's funny. Jay goes, hmm, okay. Huh. Makes sense. <laughs> You should gray that thing. Uh, Shripley Pipple says, bring back wing and fry parties from Show Me's, you cowards. I, I, I'm looking at Shripley Pibbles, at least the gentleman he sends pictures in of. With like the, five. Wife, I thought he was like 28. I'm not the wing even... and fry parties were in 2008. Yeah, yeah I was, was literally, sex shop. I was in college, yeah. my first year of college when you guys did that. Shrimply Pebbles either is sending in a gentleman who isn't Shrimply Pebbles or Shrimply Pebbles just uh, looks like he's... 28 and is 40. Yeah, good but, for shrimp. Yeah, tip tip of the cap. You yeah, know, God bless. nobody ever picked those things up. Oh, I did. I had a couple wing and fry did you parties. Really? Oh, yeah. I never could get 20 people wrangled together, so it was just me and one other person. But yeah, I had a couple of show me's parties. I mean, you know, sometimes there's things that would justify a 30 for 30 esque deep dive like Swope has done with Swope's pins. Then there could be like mini 30 for 30s. And I would love to know how the like a wing and fry party for you and a friend. Uh, you know, wings and fries, wouldn't call it a party, for you and a friend would be a great prize for yeah. her email of the day. But how in the hell did the sales staff 
1380 negotiate a party for a couple of hours for 20 MFers for email the day each day. I think they knew. Like like the cost associated with this versus what you're getting. Yeah, that's crazy. That's what it was. I think they knew there was no way 20 people were coming down to the landing. But even so, they're going to have to, like, have the wings ready to go. It was for one hour, but still. I could put down a lot of wings and then times that by 20. It was a great prize. That's outstanding. Uh, And then on the other side of things, at times at KFNS, back in the day, there wouldn't be a prize. Jennings would get frustrated and therefore give away $5.90 of his own money. (laughs) Yeah, that's after we ran out of the robots from Fox. (laughs) That was a 1380 thing. See, yeah, I was an intern when I first saw my first ever Fox robot. It was in a closet, just a sad, dusty box. The guy Jay was when I was working with him when I first started versus the guy, the listeners, who only got to know him through TMA. Iggy, you're the only one who would be able to compare and contrast because these boys weren't around. Two totally different human beings on oh, yeah. here. Yeah, he would. He was so happy on this show and so angry there. <laughs> I mean, I go all the way back to when we left KASP. And Bob Birch took over 590 and Doug's brought, us, brother brought us over there. Oh, and yeah. we did a morning show, me, Jay, and Craig Hawksley, the St. Louis comedian. And I believe passed away recently, he uh, did. if I'm not mistaken. Um, great guy. But we would get, um, I guess when we we get calls, and they would say something about his wife. I think his wife at the time was the mayor of Webster Groves. Whose wife was? Craig Hawksley's wife was oh, okay. the mayor. And uh, somebody somebody called him one day and goes, we asked where are you going to be watching the game this Sunday. Somebody said, yeah, I'm going to be watching it from Hawksley's wife's mouth or something like that. He went ballistic. And he went out in the hall. We used to smoke in the hallway. <laughs> you know, go down the stair. We'd smoke in the, uh, in the hallway. And he comes out. He goes, that's it for me. I don't even like sports. Jay goes, either do I. I have to do the show every day, and I hate sports. <laughs> and he would walk in every morning and goes, what the hell are we going to talk about today? Jennings? Yeah, I go, well, yeah. let's see. The Cardinals played, the Rams played, uh, the Blues played. Uh, you know, all three teams are going. He goes, I don't want to talk sports. I mean, what are we going to talk about? And he'd say that every morning, what are we going to talk about? Then he just opened the mic, and then at a break, goes, God, I'm tired of talking about this crap. Well. And, and then the guy who was here loved being on our show right. because we just kind of goofed but around. But then he was kind of in a spot of being not kind of he wasn't an employee, and so I think the stuff that got him down was management stuff. You know what I mean? Shocking. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes, it's under. And by the way, very understandable. But then he loved doing fairways and greens. He's talking about because something he had a something passion about. Exactly right. Um, and it was me, him, and Smitty, and we'd always go out to like the clubhouse. Uh, in Clayton after the after Thursday show and me him and Birch and Smitty would sit around and drink and talk to Ann the uh, bartender and you know he's in his element he had fun but then when he had to do morning shows or whatever he just uh, what are we gonna talk about this morning then he'd always say let's just have fun let's just have fun and then a couple of calls in he go God I hate this <laughs> that's what calls would do. You can call in 636-900-4TMA. Email in for the design air heating and cooling. Email the day, the morning after at InsideSTL.com. And wager and win big uh, like I'm attempting to do by Venmoing Dotem to place bets for me. It doesn't look real good. I guess my best hope is Luke List because Chris Nagel and uh, Adam Long 
They were fine, but uh, way back of the pack at uh, Torrey Pines. How are the rosters looking for the uh, Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown, by the way? All I remember is I think KG has a couple guys up there. Uh, the Frenchman, or the, the guy Doug Comprouse's name. Belgian. ILL. That I said uh, was the number one player on the Corn Ferry Tour last year. He's up there, like five under. I think Doug's out in the lead, and Iggy and I are exactly tied. Nobody had Kevin Yu. Nobody had you. Uh, Doug is in the lead and currently cashing. Uh, and then Iggy has 117 points and KG has 117 points. Wow. 152? Uh, 154 I have it as KG. Gotcha. Yeah, he's got a couple that are going to miss the cut, though. I mean, I got all of my players are either even or under. At least nobody blew up and shot a big number. But, you know, I think even par is like in a 100th place. I think it's probably going to take 500 to make the cut today. Yeah, the bastard and Alex Smalley. Are really uh, are gonna be a problem for Doug? Yeah, I'm guessing five under make the cut. Well, I maybe would, uh, four. There is a huge disparity in scoring between the North Course and the South Course. Yeah. So if you had some guys yesterday who are on the South Course who get the North Course today, that's a good thing because the North Course is playing way. I think the overall scores on the North Course were minus 170, give or take, and the overall scores on the South Course were minus three. Jeez. So gives you an idea. So Jeez. if you happen to have somebody who played the South Course and played really well, and the best case was Nikolai Holgord, uh, He's got the North Coast today. That would be my, if you're looking to fire a bet on the after the second round leader, that would be the guy that I would uh, fire a, a little bet on if anybody's looking to do so. Michael Block, three under. He had a nice day. How about that? Uh, yeah, for the record, with regards to uh, friends of the program, Chris Nagel and Adam Long, A Long is even. Um, and Nagel, oh, Nagel's plus one. He mounted a little charge. I think he was a plus four at one point. Good for him. Was he on the north yesterday? He was. He started out plus four, and he uh, he was on the north course. Not great. So that means he's got the tougher course today. Uh, yeah, he was four over. He started on the back nine, and then he birdied three of his uh, final five holes. So tip of the cap to friend of the show, Chris Nagel. Couldn't beat us. Nope. Uh, we disposed of him. And the only question is, who's next? For real. Is there a rematch? Who else is out there? I'd like to play him again, but have, like, Wellington on his team as well. I know, I know, like I'm inviting. I, think, I don't think we beat him again anyway, much Five less you again. add Wellington. He that was such a one-off situation. Yeah, we couldn't, miss a, we, could. we couldn't miss a putt. That I mean, was, have that day was like that it. Or, and then one of the five of us would stick it to the point that we couldn't miss a putt or, you know, we got lucky rolling balls in from 100 feet away. I yeah, he, I think he'd come back and kind of like skull F us. You know, uh, I don't know. I think I think we do it again. I think you're in his head. I, I don't think it's that. I just think having four putts in front of you. That certainly is. is like just Tim, so you're a great putter. I got to see four putts. That's whoever huge. whoever would have been the fifth putter would have looked like a really good putter. Right. You know what like, I mean? Like, Once you know what the ball is going to do, then it's just a matter of just putting it on that line. It's not the yeah. most difficult. If Nagel had five putts, imagine what would have happened. I'm saying. <laughs> like, like, I, I just yeah. think yeah. Any, any five competent golfers versus one no matter what skill level, to an extent, I think are going to fare pretty well. That's just where I'm at. I think we kick Kevin Kisner's ass right now. Kevin Kisner takes a shot out of <laughs> nowhere. I don't know who they're going to give that job to. Last week it was Brandel Chambly who was in the tower. It won't be Brandel Chambly. No, it won't it be. He, just, he works for the Golf Channel, so he's part of NBC. But I, did not like I don't know why they just don't... Uh, what's his name do it? Who always... Who started it the first week? Uh... Jackson? 
Jay always talked about how Doug? good looking his wife is. Huh? Perfect. No, he works for the Golf Michael Channel. Michael Kay? By the way, doesn't really limit it. No, he works in the Golf. He works for the Golf Channel. He usually does uh, the early rounds for Golf Channel before it goes to NBC. God, I can't think of his name. He's a former tour player. Kurt Byram? I have no is that idea. What I'm thinking of? Smiley Kaufman? That dude doesn't exist. I like Smiley. Smiley's great on the course. Um, I think it's Kurt Byram. He's a great job. I don't know why they didn't keep him. I don't know why they're trying all these different people out. Uh, Mr. 63011 was at that match between us and Chris Nagel, and he says, You will not beat him again. Peace and love. Okay. Yeah, Nagel you know? only shot like, he was on pace for like two under. That is high for him. And we were rolling in putts from everywhere. I think part of it, too, is we, he was off rhythm because he had to wait for five shots because he was always in front of us yeah. on the drive. Yeah. So which, was, drive. which was very surprising. Yeah, right. He was but, 50 yards to 75 yards past our best drive. Right. But it's like playing with, uh, you know, Cantlay and, and Bryson where you hit a drive, outdrive everybody, and then wait 10 minutes at least <clears throat> before your next shot takes you out of rhythm. We've all been there, though. Uh, I think the sponsor of the Nagel match was the real winner the next calendar year. That's from Chairman Steve in Wildwood. And if memory serves, he was indeed the sponsor. All that free that pub video. of teasing the That's video right. for him. That's exactly though. right, Plowhawk. I mean, and you he got four months free. Uh, Jackson, I was setting you up for a circa read, and then I got distracted. Very QFTA <laughs> of me. Uh, why don't you tell the people where they can wager on Nikolai Hogard to be the leader after the second round at the Farmers Insurance Open? I think he finished fourth last week at Dubai. So he's coming in off uh, playing well. There you go. There's a little tidbit for you right there on Mr. Nikolai. You can bet on him. You can bet on the NBA. You can bet on NHL. You can bet on college hoops. And, of course, the NFC-AFC championship is this weekend. All of that is available to bet on the world's largest sports book in Las Vegas, which is now in Illinois, the Circa Sports app. The Circa Sports app is sports betting the way it should be. Big app bets high betting limits, tight money line splits, and the best customer service around. If you watch TV or if you've listened to this show for a while, you've heard Derek from Circa on the show. You see, I see him on some TV commercials. Yeah, I see that too. He's all over now. He's a, he's a guy who loves sports betting, and so he created a world where you can just sports bet like crazy, create an app that is made for sports bettors just like himself because he loves it and he knows you love it, and that's why you use the Circa Sports app where they encourage you to shop the lines, take a look around, and come back to Circa. I think you're going to like the lines a lot better over at Circa, and you're never going to talk to a chatbot if you run into any issues with them. You're going to talk to a real person, which is huge because you don't want to be messing around with your money. That's what they do at Circa Sports, and the Circa Sports app is now available in Illinois. Visit CircaSports.com for more details and get ready to start betting like a pro. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, please call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 833-234. There you go. If you are looking for a great Valentine's Day present, I mean, you're going to take care of your significant other in a very special way, go to Glenn Betts Jewelers, the official jeweler of the morning after. Glenn Betts Jewelers in business in St. Louis since 1941, operated by the third and fourth generation of the Betts family. That is Craig and David Betts. The Glenn Betts difference is you are served personally you're not sold. Glenn Betts Jewelers develops relationships through generations of your family as well. They get to know your likes, your lifestyle, and who and what you love. The three L's. Really good people in there. Uh, people who are listeners of this program and are ready to take care of the listeners of this program. You can go online at glnnbetzjewelers.com or just visit and see them in De Pair. They are one mile east of 270 
on Manchester in De Pere. In the jewelry business, there is good, there is better, and then there is bets. Glenn Betts Jewelers.com. It's the Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. They're online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Sponsor of the Daily Fantasy Sports Showdown as well. Work with the great Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganast, and Ryan Seiberg in that service department. And you're working with the official automotive provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. The presenting sponsor, Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, Munganast, St. Louis Acura, Munganast, Burkhardt, Alton, Toyota. People we think the world of. People we can't say enough good things about. And people who, once you start you working with them, you will understand why we're so high on them. You can text them directly with any questions, requests you may have, 314 252-0029, or just go shopping at stlouisacura.com, altontoyota.com, and take a look at the inventory. They have a bunch of new cars on the lot. Uh, I was out at St. Louis Acura uh, a couple weeks ago, the, right when Nick Saban retired. That's when I was out there, as a matter of fact. Uh, stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com. Uh, got this sound, and I can't wait to hear it because it was in your links, Jackson, and now we actually have audio of it. One of our favorite uh, drops is Mike Francesa talking about how he had an opportunity to go into the NFL, uh, but didn't, couldn't afford the pay cut as a coach. Uh, the, the, really, my inspiration as a broadcaster, Dan Orlovsky, is now saying he uh, is getting knocks on his door oh, God. to uh, coach in the NFL. A plowhawk, if you would. I haven't heard this. I can't wait to hear it. It's with uh, Dan Patrick on his program, The Dan Patrick Show. How many interviews have you had with teams? Oh, um, how many can I make up? I don't know if they're full interviews yet. You know, I'm still in the season and whatnot. I've I've been I've had conversations and been hit up by people in, in teams. Yes, um, but I, I haven't dove into you know full full go interview or anything like that. Well, how does that work though? They just yeah, reach I get out? reached out to. Okay. Yeah, you get reached out to and said, "Hey, you know, this is this is the vision. Um, you know, whether staying or going somewhere, would love to sit down and talk with you about a role in some capacity. Title is always something that nowadays, you know, it, it's a I guess like a fluid conversation or or maybe not necessarily a very specific thing. But you just get contacted by people and hey, what's your interest level? All that stuff. It's always very, very, very flattering." Dan Orlovsky is being reached out to to be a coach in the NFL. That that can't be possible, right? D- Doug would call the back half of that clip word salad. Yeah, it's a fluid conversation. You know, roles, titles are a thing. That's just basically what he said. Uh, I would be surprised. Oh my God! I'd no be surprised, way. Personally, but there does seem to be a real pipeline between being on one of these major networks and some sort of analyst or host of but what, midday TV and then going to coach for what some reason. teams are calling him? I'd be surprised if anything was for head coaching jobs, maybe quarterbacks oh, coach. Oh, I, the, oh yeah, yeah. I, the, yeah. I'm not thinking head coaching. So, so or a lot, last week, I didn't know anything about this for as much as we talk about him. And by the way, I don't have anything against him. I just, he's, he's, for me, he's the poster boy of what media in general, by the way, has become, to me it's become, maybe it's always been this way, I don't think it has, um, and I'd say over the last decade-ish, but maybe it goes back longer than that, where you have people playing characters 
as opposed to giving what they really think. Right. It's certainly and, and by the way, you make a lot more money playing the character. No doubt. Uh, so he was on Pat McAfee's show last week and said he would, quote, obviously take an interview if the NFL came calling. So then because he said that, now he's gotten phone calls. So I guess what he's saying is NFL teams heard him on McAfee's show and go, oh, he's available. <laughs> Like, if you were, if he is, like, for real, like, loves football and wants to get back into it and loves the competition, which you kind of allude to later in that Dan Patrick clip, um, I cut it off beforehand because it became boring. But I could see it, but there's no way he would make more money as, like, a quarterback's coach of take a pick of your team than he does working at ESPN. I would be surprised, I should say. I don't know his money, but I'd be surprised. I would, I would, I would share your opinion on that. Right. I I have no idea what he's making at ESPN. Throw throw out a number. Half a million? All over. Okay. Seven fifty to eight hundred? I go over. I, I don't think he's in the million range. I yeah. just don't think. Wow. Yeah, I don't think it's like I, maybe I'm off the mark, but yeah, I would th- I would think so. I mean, you always it's not St. Louis dollars. You know, right, yeah, you always kind of have to do a, a little up. bit of a multiple. Yeah, I get that. To get there, uh, two million. Wow. All right. Well, I was way off. Um, so, yeah, I, I would then feel even more confident with what you said is that I can't imagine an NFL team get for a guy who hasn't coached would pay him more than $2 million. Now, a head coach, of course. Right. And maybe that's down the line. If you're going to start a quarterback's coach, ideally you're going to want to move up. That's not where you're going to be forever. So maybe it's a long game, but I would assume based on how prominent he is on ESPN. I mean, Tim, you and I will be in there on 101, and we'll have two TVs up, and he's somehow on both televisions. Doing yeah, two, two different, different shows. shows at the same time. That's how great he is. That's why he's making two million. I wouldn't let Dan Orlovsky coach my fantasy football team. That's Gabe from the Cube Farm. I'm with you. The guy knows more than you four dopes combined. Y'all don't know ball. That's from the 618. I like that well, guy. Yeah, he knows more than us. I played the NFL. <laughs> yeah, that still doesn't mean he should coach. I didn't say anything about the guy. So you, uh, you're Mr. O- you like Orlowski? Is that your guy? No. He's my guy. I don't even follow him. Oh, he's my guy. I don't oh, even know who yeah. he is. Oh, he's that young, up-and-coming Takesmith. He's a Takesmith laureate. Hey, you don't know who's going to be a good coach. He'd be I mean, at the weekend seminar. Jamil Hill has taken all kinds of crap for an old tweet she had. Uh, when the Lions, I don't understand how that's relevant. Well, because she was when Dan Campbell was hired by the Lions. Oh, I see. She Wait, tweeted. She was, I see what you're saying. I think you were talking about Jamil Hill was in the mix for a coaching job. No, she said, uh, I think her tweet was, and this is what black coaches are losing opportunities to. So somebody resurfaced that after he's got him to the championship game and She's taking heat for that, but I mean, well, what, what did Campbell do that had her irritated? He was white. Well, I, but but there had to have been something he did. She didn't just show a picture of a guy and say this is what. My guess is exactly because, what she did. Well, they got rid of really. They got rid of Caldwell when they really shouldn't have at the time. I think his record went just fine. I think right, Jamal Hill was pissed about Caldwell getting fired, and Dan Campbell, who didn't have any coaching experience, come in. I mean, his, in. his introductory press conference was one of the more well-known introductory press conferences of the last right. five years. So my thought is is that she must be referencing something that he did. Uh, in, no, and she's his, right. I mean, you know, you need to call it every once in a while because I think last year, or this year, there were only three black head coaches. Let's mm-hmm. see. Okay, even, with the, even with the Rooney rule. Um, 
but she made a mistake on that one, basically saying that this terrible coach is taking jobs away from black coaches, and two years later he's got them to the NFC Championship game. And she's taking all kinds of heat for that. So I've got context here, and uh, I thought that there probably was some. Uh, So Dan uh, Campbell, if memory serves, I see that the quote was from a gentleman by the name of Kevin Cole. Kevin Cole wrote, the written quote doesn't capture the levels here, both kneecaps. And if I'm not mistaken, the the thing that Campbell was saying was something along the lines of when we get knocked down, we're going to come back up and we're going to hit him in the kneecaps and we get knocked down again and we're going to come back up, we're going to hit him in the kneecaps again. Am I think he right said bite that? off. I think he said bite, off, the bite off their kneecaps. And then, so she, quote, tweeted that and said, this is who black coaches are losing opportunities to. So it wasn't just about the fact that he was white it was about how the press conference was like holy crap who is this guy now i would imagine dan campbell certainly in part because of the fact that they've won but i would tell you that even before this year dan campbell had a super high approval rating with people beyond detroit lions fans of whom there weren't a whole lot uh hard knocks had a lot to do with and certainly hard knocks usually gets people to be fans of teams Usually, there certainly are some exceptions. So this was sent to her by Jack Colafella. <laughs> no, I don't think nice. that's actually his real name. But I will say this: his Twitter handle is Real Colafella. So right, I buy it. And he has six three three followers, so he's got a presence. And Jamil Hill responded and said, "Yep, it's me." Didn't call him a terrible coach. Didn't say he wouldn't be successful, but that press conference was dot, 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 strange. Usually, Jackson, you don't like the dot, dot, dot. I hate. I questioned the process that led to Dan Campbell. That always was the point. So, Iggy, there is uh, okay. what you were talking about with some I don't know what the process was. You know, they do. I guess they still have the Rooney rule. If they do, nobody follows it. But um, Well, they're following it. Well, they're... I think you have to, you have to interview black head coaches before you make a hire. I don't know if that's being done. Um, I don't know. I don't follow every team. But, again, I was just reading all the people that just – it went ballistic yesterday. I mean, somebody found it, and everybody was commenting on her old tweet. So, um, I think a lot of people, if memory serves – again, it was a few years ago – thought that that speech was insane. But, but again – there's, there's thinking the speech was insane and just, like, compartmentalizing that, and then there's taking the speech and going, well, it's racist, you know. So that's that's, yeah. the, that's the difference between people making an observation and going, well, that was a really crazy speech, and then saying, well, the only reason he got the job is because he's white, which is what her tweet uh, was in part discussing, which is black coaches what? and the what? lack of Didn't she, didn't she tweet something out that got her fired from ESPN or suspended from ESPN? I don't remember what that was. I think it was a political thing. I just listened to Michael Smith on the uh, Andrew Marchand media podcast. I think he was on last week. They've been having guest hosts. I don't know what the deal is with John Orand, who's who was his co-host. He went to a different. Outlet, he went to a right? different place, but I don't know why that would impact his ability to be on the podcast. He used yeah. to be on Sports Business Journal, and now he's on Puck.com. Why he can't be on the podcast yeah. with Marchand is beyond me, but I'm sure it's probably a, a, I'm not sure. My guess is it's got to do with a non-compete. Yeah, that's what Who I was knew thinking. Puck.com's <laughs> lawyers yeah. were so so dangerous? But with that all said, Michael Smith, who I'd kind of forgotten, I forgot about that. Uh, he went great on Around the Horn, too. So he was with Jamel Hill on that sports center, and he was on ESPN for 14 years. I mean, really 
my standpoint, good guy, sharp guy, and the Jamel Hill stuff was what he got dragged into, and he was he was more of the the co-anchor. But uh, the two of them were doing Sports Center for a period of time, I guess about approximately five years ago, and um, and then it just it, it, she started arguing on Twitter, and I guess it had something to do with President Trump and. And then all hell broke loose. And so then he was out. And I think they were paying him initially, and then they eventually got rid of him. And now he's doing a show on Peacock with, um, I can't recall who. And it's and he's also on Amazon on their pregame and postgame coverage, I think, on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, the show's called Brother from Another. That's what it is, yeah. That's what it is. I don't know his co-host either. Uh, let's see. Uh, LMAO, Iggy just got absolutely owned by Tim. I mean, if I would have been the one doing the owning, I would have remembered it. I don't really feel like I owned Iggy. Uh, that's from Mr. Licks, by the way. Mm. What? I just, well, he has a track record. All I did was says she's taking all kinds of shrapnel this morning about a tweet, and Tim read what the context of the tweet was. Yeah, I wanted to know what the context was. We were all guessing about the, the context. We didn't know it. I don't get a it chance to read Jamel Hill's tweets as much as I would like. Like, they act as if we knew the answer, but we're just making things up. Nobody, not one of us knew the answer. We were guessing before we opened the article. No, and I owned you yesterday with Frank Cusimano, so how about that? But that was and a Mr. real Lex, owning. Mr. Lex, your response. Call in. That was a real owning. You said nothing that made any sense. Call in. Uh, Eric in the Central West End is Jackson's favorite texter. Wow. wow. This topic of welcome. Michael Smith, Bomani Jones, Jamil Hill, Dan Lebetard, they all suck massive ass. That's Eric in the Central West End. I think uh, Bomani Jones has his own show on HBO now. That They're might be different Max. than Bomani. Bomani Jones. I think he has a show on Max now. Is it Boami? B-O-A-M-I? My monster George Costanza wallet just fell and nearly broke the floor. I think Michael Smith and Bomani Jones were really talented. You guys all said he was going to be a disaster. Swope pulled the audio for the day after the press conference. I'm Todd Reesing. Okay, we were wrong on Dan Campbell. I don't know what to say. Big loss. You know, I'll resign. These guys, I love it. They don't have to defend themselves at all. They can just... Let it rip. God, I hate Kansas. I hate Lawrence. It's a crap town. It's a crap university. Todd Reesing was going. an overrated quarterback. I doubt I was. You part guys of that suck. Go until the break. Your new stadium's gonna suck. You're gonna be terrible in it. Is that good enough for you, Toddy boy? Toddy boy. Write that one down, oh, there it is. <laughs> Jackson brought out the minutes. I'm so sick of these listeners being able just to do whatever the hell they want. Come at me, dude. E, D, Ain't F. happening. E, Kansas D, sucks, by the way. Did I say Lawrence sucks? Yeah. It does suck. Double down. The whole cheaters. state. The whole state. Bill Self's a cheater. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thompson Coburn. I, got you. Got you. I didn't even know uh, who Dan Campbell was, so I doubt I commented on his hire. <laughs> Mr. Licks uh, is on the line, Iggy. Uh, you oh, had a no, big win oh, against him yeah. yesterday. Uh, good morning, Licks. Good morning. Um, <laughs> thank you for having me on. I... I uh, I've got a lot, honestly, to get to here. Um, when Iggy, when you said they don't, they don't do the Rooney Rule, they don't practice the Rooney Rule anymore. What, what did you mean by that? I just go by what I hear people say who are, who are involved. In well, I'm not in the room. I don't know. I'm what, not following every people, team that coaches. I'm people, going by what, what insider NFL executives do you know that are telling you that? Uh, again, I just go by what people say. Says, well, they must not be following it because they they interviewed four head coaches and none of them were black. That would be against the Rooney Rule, correct? 
Do they, and you check that those people know what they're talking about, I guess? You're checking that? Well, they named the coaches that they, they interviewed, and none of them were black, so I guess unless they're just excluding naming names, so I don't think, know. You, you, think it, you think an NFL team announced all the coaches that they interviewed, none of them were black, and, the, and there was no fine, there was no trouble or anything that a team got into? I think that's what everybody's upset about. It's like you, you listen to the people... Uh, who follow this and say they're not they're not even following the Rooney Rule anymore. I just cover what they say. I'm not in the room. I'm not on the NFL committee. Right? I don't I don't follow it. Are these are these people on Twitter? Oh God, do you, do you read articles in, in newspapers online other uh, than I Twitter? Don't, I don't I don't typically read sports articles because I find them kind of useless. Well, so I, no. yeah. well then you don't know anything. I I do read them, and if I see them that they're interesting, I read them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, don't next. you think it's kind of sad that, like, you know the reciprocal program between Mizzou and KU, where, like, if you're in Mizzou, if you're a Missouri resident, you get in-state tuition at KU if you go to their architectural program? Because Mizzou doesn't have an architectural program, it's kind of like a cool thing. That actually and then is pretty if, cool. If Synergy. If you're, if you're, yeah, it's cool. And if you're in their, you know, one of the best programs in the country, if you're a Kansas resident and you want in-state tuition at Mizzou, you have to take a journalism degree because they don't have that at KU because I, I guess they don't find that valuable. Yeah, I share so, their thoughts. I, I like KU a little more now. Does that seem like a fair trade or maybe give context to why Kansas people hate us because we <laughs> offer journalism to them? Yeah, you know, I mean, if you were to probably take the average journalism graduate salary versus the average school of architecture salary, I would think that the latter... Uh, supersedes the former. My my like, guess though is if you tally up the likes, then the journalism school wins. Well, and that's when you it's all said and done. Like, that's what yeah. it's all about. When you talk about building your brand, you go to journalism school. Average, yeah, average rent in St. Louis is three hundred likes a month. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. what yeah, turn that in right to your landlord. I had no idea that was the right. case. Renters roundtable. Lex, you said you had a lot. What what else do you have? Oh yeah. What? How did? How did? Um, this one's for Jackson. How did? Uh, we, we were talking about. Those giveaways, the fries and wings thing. Right. I I don't see how that was sustainable. I feel like a more sustainable approach is like. Here comes a shot. Maybe maybe like the like the golf with the listener and the right. dinner the dinner with the listener, right. and um, and the golf expo tickets last year. Um, I don't know. That I don't follow. The last one I don't follow. The last one I don't follow. No, he's just taking shots. So. What are you trying to say, um, Mr. Licks? Well. I, well we never, I was curious how those went, I guess. Did you win any of them? Someone was asking me. Did you win, I didn't know, did you win any I'll of them? Laugh. I'll ask the show. No. Did, okay, well, how don't do break you, character don't worry about it. Um, you said that, uh, well, how do you pronounce the guy, the rookie of the year last year on the Corn Ferry? How do you pronounce his name? I have no clue. Oh! He, he's on your fantasy team. It's on no, Doug's. He's, no, he's not. He's on, he's on Doug's team. Last week. He wasn't on my team last week either. I mean, can you help me out a little bit here, Iggy? I, you know who I'm talking D about. Dan yeah, Lamont yeah, or whatever it was? Why don't you pronounce it? I don't know how to. I just told you I don't Adrian know how to pronounce Dumont. it either. He's got like eight names. Adrian Dumont Adrian, de Hassart. Adrian, yeah, he okay. was not. He said, you said he was number one on the Corn Ferry. He was not. Um, I don't know. It was just a correction. All right, where was he? Right, where was he? Where did he finish? <laughs> he wasn't even in the top five. And by the way, JT Poston's putting, if you look at it last year and this year so far, 
he's outside of the top 25, so he's not one of the best putters on the PGA Tour. So you don't think uh, if you're 26th or 27th on the like Tour in putting, you're not good? What I would say, I'll leave you. I will leave you with, um, oh, by the way, the Where Are They Now segment that you said you invented was actually a VHS series on TV that ran in the 90s, so I would have predated you. But the other thing I'll say is um, the, like, if you're ever going to a dinner party in Ladue and you want to be accepted. Something you've never been to. Yeah, don't, well, I've hosted many, but don't, don't. Ever at the country club that you bring, boy at? Don't. Well, then I you are still wanna, pitching, and that's okay. I want. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I want to leave you with this. Don't bring Kendall Jackson to a dinner party. <laughs> you will be absolutely shamed. And if you if you live in like De Pere and you think Josh is like better than that, then you need to do some soul searching. Jeez. Those are good tips uh, that'll resonate with a good portion of the audience, uh, Mr. Licks. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. There he is. That's uh, Mr. Licks. I'll talk to you later, Licks. Brutal. It's not just not because Kendall Jackson is actually a very good wine. It's not not $1,000 a bottle like you say you drink, but you don't. You probably got Boone's Farm by the cases. The reaction when that guy calls into the show. Only thing I can compare it to in the last decade on this program is Timber Fake-esque. What about Rich and Maryland Heights? The love and the hate. Yeah. Uh, I don't... Rich in Maryland Heights was different. It's a nice observation. I don't think anybody liked him. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> Fix and the Paul from the wealthy part. Yeah, um, Mr. Mr. Fix was almost unanimous. People are confused by that. Yeah, that was... Well, like, we all are still. Yeah, then. that's right. That's not past tense. That's present tense. Because I'm like, I don't get this one. Yeah, that was weird. That was just... That was odd. You know. It's a meta play. Um, I don't think that was it either. <laughs> And then Paul from the wealthy part of West County kind of had a little Mr. Licks and the arrogance. And then it turns out, and I can't recall what the stock is, but like a decade ago, he called in and Doug would ask for stock tips. Uh, and because, you know, we obviously are monitored by the Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, he gave them on the air. And one of them blew up. Was it a police body cam thing? Yeah. It was I think a, that might have been it, actually. Yes, and then some with lasers. And I remember have, I, you asked me once to pull that audio so that we could, like, do, like, a little, like, retrospective. And that stock flew through the roof. And, like, if you would have invested early, it would have been crazy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Paul from the Wealthy Park of West County certainly has a little Mr. Licks. There's a little bit of uh, similarities there, but Licks kind of has his own little flavor. Uh, that call sucked. Send out the bat signal for Stephen Wildwood or Caller Adam. Give us a palate cleanser. That's from Brian Henschen, bowl executive. Uh, Todd Reesing is not happy with uh, the Plowhawk. I guess he's now comparing Western Illinois and Kansas. It looks like he sent in a screenshot of something, Plowhawk. I don't know if you have that open. Oh, no, but yeah. So you're you're actually comparing the two universities? Yeah, Western's like a quarter of your student body. It's in Macomb, Illinois, a town of like 15,000 people. Is that the bar Lawrence is setting? Your, your school is trash. I've driven through it. It's too close to Salina, Kansas, which is probably the worst area of Kansas. KU and Lawrence is trash, quote-unquote. Bro, you went to a glorified Illinois community college. Give Illinois one more budget deficit and your degree and, quote, Hall of Fame plaque won't exist anymore. Three-pointer swish, Todd Reesing. Your your name, your text name is from a former KU quarterback from 15 years ago. You're a loser, dude. 
You're living in the college days, and you're 40 with probably three kids. Go, go. <laughs> Taper. Are going God, back you need to catch EDF. it, man. Yeah, like, yeah, put the crazy, fires man. out with the EDF. And, Lex, if you know anything about golf, you're telling me, oh, JT Post is not even in the top 25 this year. Uh, they've played three tournaments, and he's in 26. He is one one-thousandth of a putt out of number one after three tournaments. Guys on a heater So with you a just plastic. look down to 20. I mean, last week he was 17 out of 17 from 12 feet in. But to say that he's not a good putter, he's 26 this year. After three tournaments, you're such an idiot. Anyway. I hate listening to Lick's talk while riding around in his rusted-out Buick LeSabre with a sweet Pioneer sound system in it that he's way too proud of. That's from Danny Tanner. Get this mother effer off the air. That's from Saucy you. Jack. Kind of why I drove in college. Get this yeah. insufferable mother effort off the air. Licks, you've run your little game too long. Time to deep throat a chainsaw, you oh. puddle of tallywhackers. Yeah, I'll give you one right now. I shaved my balls for this, Sharon. You know, I don't think you play golf. I don't because you don't have yeah. a handicap. I've checked. You don't have a handicap. Talking about licks? Yeah. Why don't we play? Oh. oh. And if Loser you, and goes if I, home. And if I win... You're like uh, Daddy Padre. You cannot call He's or text, gone. text into the show anymore. Now, what anymore. does he get? I don't know what to find something for that. Perfect. Like, kind of, I, I have like it a, doesn't sound like a lot of upside <laughs> for Lex. Lex takes a lot of shots, and I know it's probably different from your perspective, but he does have like a little more value to the program. I feel like uh, a, a full ban might not be. I don't think he has any value. I don't think anybody would miss him. He's got some fans. I, th- I think he's, he's got. Daddy he's got some people absolutely hate him. Yeah, you need lightning rods. Like he ha- he has more fans, and I have nothing against uh, Daddy Padre. Yeah. I was calling you what I was see. He has more fans than uh, than Daddy Padre had. Yeah. Uh, I think Timberfake may have had more fans than Mr. Licks had, but the hatred for Timberfake was way more intense. So he's kind of in the middle on there. And, and the hatred for Daddy Padres was a lot less than... Uh, yeah, and I would hate to ruin Lix's Lix life. I mean, it seems like this show is his life. Play for uh, big bucks. If he can't, yeah, what about he, that? Like, just talk about money. If tell he him can't to, call in. Tell him to put but his for him, it money. sounds like you guys could play for 100 grand and he wouldn't even miss it. Well, he doesn't have it. I'm not sure he's got the 200 I usually play for. Well, neither do I, but... Cleany Wade says, Viva la Lix. Uh, <laughs> Chairman Steve in Wildwood says, I don't think Licks will fly that close to the sun, Iggy. My wife wanted to take our son to KU for a visit. I said, go ahead, enjoy yourself. Figure out a way to pay for it because I'm not giving those mother effers a dime. You go, Plowsy. That's from Chairman Steve, and he's in Wildwood. Nice. I pick Ole Miss. I graduated in 2013, old man. That's from Todd Reesing. Come Plowhawk, old man. I mean, we yeah. gra- then we graduated a, a year to say, apart. You? I'm 34. Yeah, so we're the same age. I just assumed he was 40. Didn't Licks go to Dayton or something? And he's like a 14 handicap. <laughs> so the successful golf guy just completely falls apart under pressure. That's from Tervis Parish. I typed his name and I knew his name. I'd never seen a. It always has his name in the USGA, but no handy. He says no handicap. No handy. <laughs> right. So he had to sign up for something, but there's no handicap. Maybe he's a Grint guy. He ran out of money and couldn't pay the annual fee to keep it up. So his name's in there, but there's no handicap. Uh, Jackson, you're being called the chairman of no fun uh, by Ken's Wedding Toast. Shut up, Jackson. Full ban. Keep going, Iggy. The ban's a great idea. Don't let the chairman of no fun ruin this. Ken's Wedding Toast. No. Well, Well, I don't want to upset Ken's Wedding Toast. Tim agreed, too. No, I I, I couldn't couldn't care any less. I I, I want you to play him. No, but if he he has people that like him, I don't want to piss those people off. Who cares? Who cares? Who gives a damn? I try to make people happy. 
That's what I do. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> it would make me happy if he didn't call or text anymore because he's a douche. But if there's listeners that get upset because if they two don't people want to make a bet, it's like a fight. I always hate when people break up a fight. Let these mother effers go. You know. Now, if it gets out of hand, a little too one-sided, oh, you got to say safety precautions. I'll play him in golf. Cletus will back me. But then he's like one of those guys that, I'm not playing unless it's your own money. Why do you care if it's my own money for? You get get money if you win. Why do you care whose money I use to, if Cletus wants to back me, and he's made money off me. He's backed me twice. He's made 200 bucks. Here we go, Eggs. You eat that grand from 23andMe and make it a real nice tester. Okay, Mr. Licks is sounding like he is coming to the table to negotiate. Ban me for six months if you win. If I win, you have to admit you sandbagged Steve last year. Or we can put up money, but you can't have a backer. But I'm not playing at Riverside. <laughs> and I am not a Grint guy. Please do not say that ever again. I didn't Mr. say Grint. I, said, I did, I did. Well, you don't have a handicap. So what is your handicap? You have to show it. Take a picture of it and show it. Because I checked your handicap, and it says no handicap available. And now you have a backer who is willing to go as high as Mr. Licks wants to go. That's the Warson Woods wacko. I will back you, Iggy. I will match whatever that liar Licks says he will play you for. There you go. So you have to throw away that one stipulation that I can't have a backer. Because I don't know why it matters to you. If you beat me, you get money. Who do you care who pays you? So I have a backer in um, Iggy, these people don't like you. They want to see money taken out of your account. Like, that's why they want you right. to bet your money. I'm, right, not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but that they, they want you to they want to see that. All right, Wacko, you're going to back me, but we'll say you're not backing me. It's my own money. Okay. All right, I'm, I'm playing you forever you want to play for, Licks. But you need a handicap. Show it. All you got to do is take a picture of it or a screenshot it and send it in right now. It's not that hard. Okay. You have time to talk in. on the phone, so you obviously you got your phone with you. Just take a screenshot and send us your handicap. Uh, Stephen Wildwood has access to it and I saw it. Uh, says, uh, I, I see that. So, what are they saying? Uh, 22. Really? Every time I type in it, unless, unless I've got the wrong name, I think you got the wrong name. I think he's in there. So, if he's a 22, what are you, what, 17? Poppy I, I keep going down. I haven't played golf. <laughs> The score's coming up. like an 18-6. I'm down to like 17-8. Well, either way, it's about the same. You're going to be giving him pops. I'll give you a couple pops. Wow. Where's this going to take place? I'll play it out at Gateway. Yeah. I'd legitimately go and watch this. I don't know what that says for but me, Lex but I really would. But going to want an audience because he's anonymous. Well, I mean, I don't know if there'd be an audience, even if we said it was open to the public. But, True. But uh, as far as, like, you know... We could just shoot social media. I see what you're saying, though. He doesn't want people. I don't know. Who cares? Not, if you don't want to, what does it matter? People know who you are, your face, then they don't say you want to play because we're not playing in anonymity. You wear a bag over your head if you want, but uh, all right. That'd be funny. As soon as it warms up, we'll set a date. We're going out to Gateway National and playing, and uh, we'll play for whatever you want to play for. Play name for the, the tips? price. No. <laughs> he care. He cares because, like Chris to Tim. They want the money to come from you because it hurts more. Chris, who's Chris? Am I missing? Chris. Chris. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe Chris? <laughs> well, I just said, I'm, I'm not, I don't have a backer. It's my own money. What do you want to play for? Okay. There you go. All right. As I'm anxious it, to see this. As soon as it warms up. Yeah, it's balls in your court. Playing at Gateway. Um, I don't have a backer. We'll play for whatever you want to play for. Our reluctant cock is not happy. He says it's pretty simple. There's 1,000 times less pressure on you when you're not risking your own money. Is it really that hard to understand? That's from the reluctant cuck. Well, actually, there's more pressure on me because I don't like losing other people's money. 
I, I hate losing other people's money more than I hate losing my own. So there is pressure. Like when Cletus backs me, I feel more pressure because, God, I'm not going to let Cletus down. i got to make this putt. I don't want Cletus to lose money. I feel worse losing somebody else's money. So you're wrong. Uh, big old fan uh, saying Nagel. Is his name not Chris? Oh, so delightful. I'd like to spend time with you. Uh, yeah, we, but we didn't play for money. Did we not? Did, 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 no. did Nagel, like, wire us? No, 10K? Because I, I didn't get it. Oh, you it. didn't get that? Oh, get, yeah. You got it all still. Yeah. You could distribute it at some point. We just got our picture on the front of uh, Country Club magazine. Uh, he gave the deal already, Iggy. Six months ban for him. And then if you lose, you admit you sandbag Stephen Wildwood. That's from the 314. No, no more ban. I said I'm not going to. I don't want him banned. People like, some people like him, so I'll... Let those people enjoy their time but with that's, licks. But the, no, I mean, if that's I'd rather play want, for money. It's your call. You're putting something up, so no, I'd rather you have every right to, to to ban if he's banned. You know, you well, don't have fine. to. You know, I, some people like him. Some people hate him. What does it matter if I say admit to sandbagging? I'm not going to mean it. <laughs> say whatever you need me to say. <laughs> yeah, Alex, you could have done better with your term. Yeah, I don't. I don't mean it, but I'll say which I would, if I lose. Yeah, hey, Iggy, bet the entire $1,000 23andMe DNA money in the match. That's from Big Tuft. What about that? You could double it. I'm playing for whatever my non-backer wants to play for. So you... Nurse? So it sounds like that's a way of saying no. Oh, whatever. Uh, will, will you, I'll make it real simple. Will you put the $1,000 that you're making from the DNA test on the line against Mr. Licks? No. Oh, there's that. I like that. <laughs> by, the t- by the time we play, when it warms up, there may be more money involved. I don't know. Oh, Bill. Whatever uh, Warson was wacko, who is not my backer, wants to play for. 314-881-TMA5. The Jeff Lottman Compass Realty text inbox. Very active this morning. Uh, as it uh, looks like people really want to see this showdown. I want to see it myself. I do too. So uh, Patty I. Nantucket says, "Please wager his banning." I don't want like don't like like what I said. Step in the way if that's what w- wants to happen, then so be it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever two people want to bet, they want to bet. Sure. The difference was here's where your history is coming from, and I think it may be subconscious. When when you and producer Joe were going to play, and Jim Regna of Triad Bank. Was offering up a few thousand dollars. I think it was up to five thousand. Five thousand playing at Meadowbrook, where we played Nagel, great golf course, obviously. Joe's terms were: if he beats you, you lose your job. And I'm like, that's a that's a totally different thing to me, anyway, than somebody not being able to call in or text into an effing show. Yeah, a person losing their form of income. You know, it, that's that's. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, hey, now, if you wanted to do it, God bless. But what I was saying to Joe, because obviously the two of you aren't communicating, I'm like, ah, I think that ask is a little little aggressive. Yeah, I agree with now, you. Now, if you agree with it, then you do what no, you want to do. I agree with you. I mean, why, if I lose a one golf match, I have a bad day. Miss a couple of, get a couple of bad breaks and lose, and all of a sudden I don't have a job. It's kind of stupid. More like tense. But then he was going to take... Uh, yeah, I, know, I mean, I mean, for real, you want to talk about... Three-foot putts maybe look like ten Cats and there. dogs. But it was I mean, up yeah. to 5,000, and we and there were other sponsors so that were going to get So what were you going to get if you won? Do you remember? If you beat Joe? I, I think... Well, I first wanted to do winner-take-all. And then I said, we can even do, you know, 4,000, 1,000. At least you get something out but of it. But he wanted you it. to lose your job. Yeah, he wouldn't play just for the money. He wanted me to lose my job, which is stupid. You know, you got... And it gets free golf... 
all because you didn't want to play with me. You could, I said, you can be in another car with Tim. You don't even have to talk to me. You don't have to look at me. You don't have to say good shot. You don't have to say a word to me all day. And you're costing both of us money because we can either split it, uh, we can give some to charity, we can take 4000 1000 whatever it is. That just shows you how intense producer Joe's grudge is, yeah. that he's costing himself money, but it means more to cost you money than for him to make a couple grand. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, he knows And in a way, that, i got to tell you, it's admirable. He knows, like, you don't really? maybe necessarily need move. the money. But well, it is. But, I mean, it, it, he well, has no price. It's a pro. But then I even said... <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's legit. But then I even said, okay, I said, I, I'll take no money even if I win. You take whatever you want. Say, we, say it's up to $7,000. We can say win or take all. You can keep your $7,000. If I win, all of my money is going to the Megan Meyer Foundation. So you're not taking any money away from me if I win because I'm not keeping any. And he still said no, which made him look bad like... Then people are saying, oh. Yeah, but he recognizes that trick, and he just goes, Well, okay. it wasn't a trick. All the money was going to charity. Well, so he still would have, you know, cost some money to the charity for not playing. Uh, Mr. Lick says, if I win, I get to host a live show the Friday before every live tournament from 6.30 to 7 as a lead into TMA. I ain't running that no, <laughs> Hell no, dude. I'm in my car at that You're time, a big homie. Live guy too. <laughs> I love live. No, you already <laughs> set the terms. Those are the terms. If, you, if I win, you don't call in or... Or text in for six months, and if I win, I'll say that I sandbag Steve. Orson Woods Wacko says, Lex, I'll play you for 5000 <laughs> You're a giant fraud. Yeah, I don't think there'll be any backers Love there. Love Wacko. So, uh, I will back Iggy on the down low. Anything to shut these idiots up. <laughs> Iggy gives us free entertainment every day. We can back his bets if we want to. That's from Larry Thornton. How about that? Larry Thornton, Iggy. Thanks, buddy. Kind of you. Nice. Joe learned his lesson with the boxing match. He looked like a fool for a year losing to Timberdouche. I think it lasted longer than a year. 636 with that observation. Boy, that was tough. Mm. Tough. Mm. That's when we still liked each other because I had him. I said he should have won the fight. Yeah, and I didn't think he should have. But if that fight went another round, he was knocking him out. Yeah, Timberfake was ready to go. He was ready to go. Yeah, he wasn't really interested in fighting Ryan Kelly. That was very clear, in part because he didn't want to come out of his locker room. But in addition to uh, Ryan Kelly was beating the hell out of him. But, uh, man, the first 10, 20 seconds of the Timber Fake Producer Joe fight, I'm like, oh, no. Joe's going to lose. <laughs> I'm going, oh, God. Yeah, this is going to be tough. Then, unfortunately, he got, he got really cocky against Ryan Kelly. He shows up late. He's drinking scotch. He's, he's got his scotch. entourage. Yeah, he's walking in with a drink. and He's trying to fix me up with his mom. Uh, Jenny Talia, who is a beautiful young lady who went to uh, Ole Miss, says, Iggy, quote, I hate losing other people's money, end quote. You're taking money from the charity if you beat me because I'm donating it, end quote. What a petulant loser. That's from Jenny Talia. I don't understand. I don't either. I thought maybe if I read it, somebody would understand it, and then I'd get a no, backdoor explanation. <laughs> yeah, I don't like losing Shocking. other people's money, but... I was I was playing for charity. How is that losing somebody else's money? Uh, Chairman Steve in Wildwood, Milagro Tequila, Listener of the Year, 2023. You did sandbag me. I have the messages, and that's always enough for me. Also, I did not care at the time of the match, but the way you presented it on the show was annoying. That's from Chairman Steve in Wildwood. What's annoying is you keep bringing up the same thing over and over and over. 
whenever Ken starts talking about money, I start getting a little tingly on one side and feel like I'm having a stroke. So if there's any way we can restrict his talking points to just nudity he's seen in movies or Netflix shows, I would appreciate it. That's from Texter of the Year, Arbor Day. How often do I talk about money? I shouldn't very often because I don't have a lot of it, so I don't really spend a lot of time talking about money. Uh, Mr. Lick says, okay, I have to go have an eye doctor appointment, but I'm excited to take down Iggy this spring. Should be pretty easy, honestly. It's for Mr. Licks. Yeah, I look forward to it. Mr. Licks, can you confirm before this appointment that you're a 22? And then uh, then good luck at the appointment. Because I don't know if that's, I mean, that, that's kind of surprising. Yeah, wouldn't it be, uh, especially a guy that plays at all these country clubs. Right. Um, wouldn't it be uh, ironic that uh, if I lose, i got to say I sandbag Steve, and he goes out and shoots like a 73. Licks? Yeah. So I lost to a sandbagger, and i got to admit that I sandbagged another if guy. If you're 22 out. and you go to 73, you're probably floating down to New Orleans yeah, by the, within the next week or two. Uh, all right, we got a break. It probably. Yes, we do. It's 8.30. Uh, ah. Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Burkhardt. Uh, Alton Toyota, 7 o'clock hour. It looks like we have a wager developing here, a showdown between Ken Iggy Strode and Mr. Licks, uh, Gateway National. White tees, blue tees? Uh, white tees. White tees. That's usually what 20s play from. <laughs> uh, and you can send your emails in the morning after at InsideSTL.com. Design air, heating, and cooling email the day you are listening to the morning after, presented to you by Brown and Crouppen.